Hey guys, it's Kim from Not Your Normal Horror Podcast. I'm here to tell you about the Anchor app, which is what I use to produce my podcast. It could not be any simpler. Coming from somebody who never had anything to do with podcasts before, this app does everything for you. Um, the most important part, it's free. doesn't cost a dime and you can make content to your heart's desire. Any amount of podcast you want to make, there's no limit. You do it and that's done. Uh, there are creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. I use my phone because I'm brand new to this and don't have podcasting equipment yet, but eventually I will and I will probably still use my phone because the Anchor app is just that easy. Uh, they will also distribute your podcast for you. It can be heard on Spotify or Apple Podcasts or Google Podcasts. Basically, anywhere podcasts are available, Anchor will distribute it for you. Nothing for you to do except for sit back and, and watch it grow. Watch your listeners grow. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership, which is pretty cool. Um, I just started this as a hobby and now I can make money from it. It's basically just everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Um, you don't have to go here, there, all over the place to get your podcast out. You record it, you edit it, you submit it, and it's out into the world for everyone to hear. So download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started and start your own podcast. It couldn't be simpler. Again, that's the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. boys and girls welcome back to not your normal horror i am your host kim and once again i am joined by my husband jay hello everybody hello everybody so today we're gonna talk about phobias just like 10 interesting phobias, or 10 most interesting phobias we could find. And there's a lot of phobias. Literally, pretty much anything you can think of, there's a phobia for it. There is. So we're only going to do 10 apiece, and we don't know what the other one has picked, obviously. We never reveal our list to one another beforehand. We don't. We're super secretive. We, we really are. Like, we live in separate houses preparing for the podcast. So that pretty way, much. We don't give any, any secrets away. By separate houses, she means one person's in a bedroom, one person's in a living room. <laughs> well, then I would have said separate parts of the house. So, yeah, that's what we're going to do tonight. Um, again, I just thought it was an interesting topic of discussion. And I'd like for you to kick it off because I started the last one. You would like for me to kick it off? I would love for you to kick it off. Alrighty. Unless, do you have a fear of going first? <laughs> 
there's probably a fear I know, of that. there probably is. But no, I don't have many phobias. I'm trying to think if I even have any phobias. I have one definite one. Um, but it's not on my list, oddly enough. I don't know. I just, I don't think I really have any phobias. I'm not really afraid of things. You know, like yeah. to the point where I couldn't leave the house or not do something. It's yeah. All right. Well, I'm going to kick it off. And they're not in any certain order. But first up on my list, which I thought was. Oh, FYI, before you start. So I do have a phobia of being interrupted. <laughs> so <laughs> make it quick. No, um, I'm kidding. <laughs> no, I just wanted to let everybody know we when we researched these phobias, we did not. <laughs> include uh, how to pronounce them so we're gonna wing it and hope they come out sounding right but which they probably won't yeah so i mean good luck <laughs> yeah best of luck to you all right i'm sorry go ahead I'll so up. my first one up on the list of strange and unusual phobias not strange well not strange interesting inter- interesting you're right interesting phobias is Anthophobia. It is a type of phobia that results in a persistent and intense fear of flowers. Hmm. People who struggle with this may fear all flowers or only specific types of flowers. That makes sense. That's... Can you imagine, like... So, like, I wonder if they're, like, afraid of them. Like, could they not walk down... Like, if they walk down a street... And there was flowers growing on the side of like on the side of the street. Would they have to like go to the other side That's of the street? What I'm I wonder. Or if, or is it just like I can't have flowers in my face kind of thing? You know, like if your your spouse brings you home flowers, you're like, get the hell out! No thanks, I'm scared. Like I don't. I wonder. I wonder how that works. That's weird. I don't think. I just don't think they could be within a certain distance from flowers. Or I know they're definitely not touching the flowers. Well, yeah, that's <laughs> pretty much a given, but. That's interesting. Mm-hmm. So my first one is arithmophobia, which is the fear of numbers. It says that people with this fear usually experience anxiety associated with doing math or dealing with numbers in general versus fear of actually seeing the number symbols. The fear of numbers is also sometimes referred to as numerophobia. Arithmophobia can significantly impair a person's life as it is difficult to do many tasks or occupations without dealing with numbers. So how would you go through life not being able to deal with numbers? Like the literally and like the, the worst, like, I guess it's, there's certain levels of arithmophobia and you know, some people are just, they have the fear of like dealing with numbers to do math and stuff like this says, but could you imagine having a fear of actually seeing numbers? I mean, that's crazy. Everywhere. How how would you deal with money? How do you live your life without seeing number symbols? It's it's crazy. Like Like, you would never know what time it was. I mean, you could ask, I guess you could ask people, but you can't look at a clock to see what time it is. Like you just, you know, if you had to take your temperature, you can't look at the thermometer to see what your temperature is. Like, it's yeah, just it's, the craziest. It is crazy. It's, I, I don't get it. I mean, I, I couldn't imagine. No, I no. I deal with numbers and need to know numbers. And yeah, I mean, we both deal with numbers for work. Yeah. Every single day. I, I couldn't, I just, I couldn't imagine. I'm going to call how. into work tomorrow 
and say I can't work anymore <laughs> because I have arithmophobia and I can't deal with numbers. So I don't sorry. think workman's comp will cover that. <laughs> well, I won't know until I try. <clears throat> well, I have a I have a phobia similar to that on my list, but mm-hmm. we'll we'll talk about it when I get to it. Okay. So next up on my list, and it's probably going to be pronounced wrong. It is arachibutyrophobia. <laughs> Hold on, arachibutyrophobia. Arachibutyrophobia, coming from the Greek words arachi for ground nut, buter, it's spelled weird, for butter, and phobia for fear. And it is a fear of being choked by peanut butter. Specifically, it refers to the fear of peanut butter sticking to the roof of your mouth. Okay, I saw that one when I was doing my research, and I almost put it on my list, but I was like, no. there's a, He definitely added that one, so I'm glad I left that one off. I mean... But I get that, because... Is it the fear that you're going to look like a dog trying no, to get the peanut butter off the... No, I get that, because that episode that I had with the, you know, not mm. being able to swallow for a long time... Um, it started because I was eating peanut butter toast and I think it's because it got stuck on the roof of my mouth Mm -hmm. and then it like went down my throat before I was ready for it to. So I get like when you get peanut butter stuck to the roof of your mouth, it's hard to get it off. And then like it affects, like you can swallow it without being ready for it. And then you choke. And then for me, it fucked me up big time. (laughs) So it did. Uh, It sure did. We were all genuinely terribly worried for you yeah i remember that was a bad time that was not good times not so good i times. i get that fear 100 percent. i don't have it but i understand it so my, yeah that was tough to pronounce yeah that was another reason i didn't put it on my list because i was like <laughs> i'm not trying to pronounce that word these are already hard enough um my next one's optophobia which is the fear of opening one's eyes oh Nope, it's okay. not. I was going to put it on See? there, but I didn't. So this fear can be extremely debilitating. I mean, you figure. Yeah, it's like. As it is hard for an individual to carry out daily activities without opening their eyes. I guess you would be literally going around blind, but not blind. Like you could physically see, you just are afraid to see. Like you can open, you can, if you were to open your eyes, you would have the, the you know, ability to see things uh, but you're afraid to open your yeah, eyes that's what I, I don't get it. it's like how do you well it says people with optophobia may prefer to stay indoors or in dimly lit mm-hmm. areas this phobia is usually associated with a generalized anxiety disorder like so many other dis- phobias this fear is usually the result of a traumatic incident so i mean what like you see something really bad and then you're like i just will not open my eyes anymore i see that or, like, legit, like, you see a traumatic event happen, like, a terrible car yeah. crash, or... Like, I see that, I picture, like, somebody seeing something and, like, closing their eyes and looking away and, and then just, just being like, so terrified and never, never wanting to open their eyes yeah. again. Like, I... It's... Again, not something I have, but something I kind of understand, like, how it could affect certain people. So. Yeah, that's, that's wild. But, yeah, I thought that was an interesting one. Alrighty, so next up on my list is genophobia, which is the fear of knees. Okay. <laughs> yes, this is like, I don't get it. Like, 
Sometimes past experiences involving the knee may be to blame. This may include traumatic knee injury or abuse or mental trauma surrounding the knee. But it's like, do you? can you not look at knees? Can you not see people's knees? Can you not touch your knee? Like, like the fear of knees. Is it the fear of having knees? Like, I don't do you know. no longer want knees? Because they, they help you a lot. They do. They do a lot for you. They do. They really do a lot for you. And it's just, I, I don't... <laughs> Well, that's, that's like a crazy phobia. I think it's a crazy phobia. The fear not of, crazy. Not crazy, but it's interesting. It, interesting. Just in case our listeners have that fear, we yes, don't. I'm want sorry. Them to I don't, think, we're not saying these are strange. We're not saying these are crazy or weird or anything like that. They are they very are interesting. interesting to us. And okay, so kind of to piggyback off of yours, my next one is omphalophobia. Which is the fear of belly buttons. I have that on my oh, list, okay. you weirdo. <laughs> so people with um, phallophobia will avoid seeing or touching belly buttons, even their own. Mm-hmm. They might even put a bandage over their belly button to avoid looking at it. They will sometimes avoid places where belly buttons might, might be exposed, like the beach. So, like, this one, it specifies, like, they don't want to see a belly button or touch a belly button. Which I can understand, because... Belly buttons can be gross unless you, you clean them out. I I don't want to. Is it all belly buttons or does it pertain just, to just like innies or outies? Or? It just says belly buttons. So but it, it also did say that this is a type of specific phobia that can be successfully treated. Okay. So you don't have to be scared of belly buttons for your entire life. It is treatable. It's probably some kind of um, cognitive behavior therapy. Like they make them legit stare at and touch belly buttons until they're not f- afraid of them anymore. That's rude. That's how cognitive behavior yeah. therapy works. And it actually does help a lot of people. So. Okay, so well then. You might as well kick off another one since I have that on my list. and. Okay. So my, then my next one's spectrophobia which is a fear of mirrors and one's own reflection. The phobia tends to stem from a traumatic event involving mirrors, perhaps the fear of apparitions or ghosts being in the mirrors. That's me. Or low self-esteem related to one's physical appearance. I wouldn't say I have this phobia, but seeing so many, you know, ghost movies and, and demon movies and paranormal movies, it's always the big thing is like, Somebody's in the medicine cabinet, and then they close yeah. it, and then there's somebody behind them in the mirror, but they turn around, and they're, they're not actually there. Like, that thought is always in the back of my head whenever I'm in around the mirror. Like, it's, it's am I going to see something that's not really in my real world? Because, you know, a lot of, like, ancient ancient tales say that the mirror is, like, just a parallel universe, mm-hmm. just like the opposite of us, but things can be different. Like you don't mess with mirrors, you don't play with mirrors, you don't piss off mirrors, stuff like that. Like I I don't like mirrors. I'm not afraid of mirrors. I just look at them as little as possible. So because I don't want there to be somebody behind me in the mirror that's not actually <laughs> there in real life. So I 100% get this, get this phobia. Interesting. Yes. Mm-hmm. All right. Next up on my list, and it's 
kind of about your number phobia there. This one is called octophobia, and it is the fear of the number eight. Okay. If you're afraid of more than one number, you have arithmophobia. I think that was your phobia. That was mine. Mm -hmm. Now it says Americans are more likely to have a phobia of the number 13, which is called... Trisodecophobia. I'm glad you knew how to pronounce that. And 666, which is... Do you know how to pronounce that? Nope. Don't know what that one is. Hexacosio, hexacota, hexophobia. <laughs> That's, here, you try it. I don't want to. Try it. Try it for the people. Hexacosio, e hexaconta, <laughs> hexophobia. Wasn't that fun that to say? That was great. But people have the fear of these because of their negative... Connotations. But what's negative about the number eight? Like, I get 13 and 666, but what's wrong with eight? I don't know. I mean, I could get being afraid of seven because seven, eight, nine. Uh, giggity. <laughs> oh, no. Leave the dad jokes. You to had me. to know that was coming up when you said that. <laughs> wow. Seven's a way scarier number. Oh, boy. Here we go. All right. I'll but stop. yeah, I don't know. I mean, I don't know. No, I know that it was just interesting that there's... Because I knew there was a fear of numbers. You know, I knew there was a fear of number 13, a fear of number 666. But it was just interesting that there's this fear of the number 8. I know. What did the number 8 ever do to people? Is it just because it it's kind of like an infinity symbol? Like it just loops never around? Never ends? And it, it's like a never-ending symbol, maybe? I, I don't know. I don't know. I don't have it, so. Uh, I don't know, but interesting. Yeah, that, that is an interesting There are one. people that are scared of the number eight. I agree. Okay. Next for me is allodoxophobia, and that is the fear of opinions. The phobia is believed to be associated with previous encounters wherein the person affected has not been able to properly express their opinion or has had their opinion rejected. It is visible in social situations when the affected person refuses to involve themselves in discussions and can also reflect a fear of confrontation. I would say I have a little bit of this because especially with like Facebook and so much ignorance flying around all the time in this day and age, and I'm going to leave it at that. Like I have things to say. I just don't because I don't, for one, I don't like confrontation. And for two, I don't like confrontation with strangers. I don't know. So, like, I'm not going to comment on a friend of mine's post with a differing opinion because I just don't want to argue with strangers on the Internet. I don't have the time, patience, desire. Like, I'm trying to have positive energy in my life, not negative energy. So I'm just going to disagree with you silently because I have a little bit of allodoxophobia. Just a little I'm bit. a little allodoxophobic. A little allodoxophobic? Yep, a little allodoxophobic. Alrighty. So there, I, I have a new phobia. A little bit of it. A little allodoxophobic. That's why you never care about my opinions. Pretty much. <laughs> no, no, I'm I just know. kidding. <laughs> Alrighty, well, next up on my list is pogonophobia. Just take a guess. What do you think that could be? Pagonophobia? Pagonophobia. Pagone. Spell that for me. P-O-G-O-N-O-phobia. 
So pogonophobia. Pogono. Pogo sticks. And this is weird because (laughs) what you think the phobia sounds like it should be, Mm -hmm. it's completely not. Yeah. This is the fear of beards. Okay. So Machine Gun Kelly probably has pogonophobia. His beard's weird. Weird beard. Your beard's weird. Your beard's weird. Yep. Because your beard's weird. He's a bitch. (laughs) And for life. It's derived from the Greek words pogon, which means beard, and phobos for fear. I don't know how it came about. I couldn't find anything about, you know, like certain situations of this. Mm-hmm. All, all I could find was this is the phobia for beards. Pogonophobia. Pogonophobia. I like it. No, I don't know if... Is it? I don't know if it's like Full the fear beards. of like, like you growing a beard. Well, not you personally, but yeah, I can. <laughs> like you know, growing a beard. Uh, is it the fear of growing a well, beard, I'm, having a beard, or seeing people with long? I mean, beards, I would or, assume if you have the fear of beards, then it would be all beards. You having a beard and somebody else having a beard, like you not wanting like one you on can't your face. Be beard, bro. Sorry, I got and the you're not wanting to see somebody with a beard. That's what I would assume. Interesting. But I'm not a phobia expert, so. Um, I, I definitely am not a pagonophobic. Me either. Lucky for you. Mm-hmm. We have to get divorced. I know that's right. We're good. So I will always keep this beard. All right, well, I'm going to play this game on you then. My next one's dextrophobia. What do you think that is? Dextrophobia. Dextrophobia? Mm-hmm. Is it the fear of hands? No. No. But I get why you would say that because mm-hmm. ambidextrous stuff like that and like dexterous is yeah. No. You want to take another guess or you want me to? No, because it's not going to be right. Okay. So dextrophobia is the fear of having objects to your right. Yes. Yes. It's a form of obsessive compulsive disorder. Some people can't stand to have objects at the right side of their body, which could make it hard to drive in the fast lane with vehicles to the right. Also, on the flip side, levophobia is defined by fears of things to the left side of the body. Interesting. But so. how do you go about your daily life, you know, sitting somewhere? Like, if you're in your house, like, you would have to have your entire house designed to wherever you are at. There's nothing on the right side of you. What which I'm is saying. Almost impossible. That's why I'm saying this it's is like, interesting. If, like, you could move everything to the left side of your house. But, like, if you go, like, down the hallway and now you're coming back down the hallway, everything is now on you your right side. You have to walk backwards. Oh, Lord. Yep. That's interesting. I mean, mm-hmm. it's. So you would. But even. So then take it. Because I was going to say you would have to, like, have your have a house built pretty much probably just one one floor because you wouldn't be able to go upstairs because something would be on your right side. The opening, like, you know what I'm saying? Like. Like, our house is a split foyer, so... Everything would have to be on your left-hand side. Yeah, so if you had a house where it was just one floor and it was, like, one big open space, and then you could just stick to the to the wall... Hug the right wall and... And then just that way. But is the wall being on your right side exactly. something you can't exactly. have there? It's like, how object. do you I mean, live? It, that's what I mean. It's... I legit would love to... This one... 
I mean, this isn't like a top 10 list. We discussed that. It's just like a list of 10 phobias we found interesting. But this one, I think, is the most, raises the most questions for me out of my entire list so far. So I would legit, I would love to find somebody who has this and explain how they go through life. Like, not in a mocking way. I, I really just want to know. Like, yeah, how I mean, do you live I'm life? I'm interested in... Because how do you have nothing on the right side of your body at all t- at any time? Like, even sitting here... Even your, your right arm is to the right of your actual body. Yeah, so, so it's like, like... I mean, the way I'm sitting on our couch right now, technically there's nothing to my right side, but... How far away can it be? You know what I'm saying? Like, is I mean, it just like immediately to your... Everything in our kitchen area is to your right side. It's what I'm saying. Like, um, there's nothing immediately to my right because I'm sitting facing you. So there's nothing right here. There's nothing within arm's reach. There's, you know, the dog's bed on the floor a couple feet away and the entertainment center and then all of the kitchen and stuff. How, what are, what are the limits? I'm just so, I'm curious. I'm so curious. I would love to know. Anyways. My next one up. Is phobophobia. Oh, I know what that one is. That is <laughs> the fear of phobias. Yeah. This condition can lead to a vicious cycle, ultimately resulting in escalating fears. Now, this one this one actually kind of boggles my mind a little bit, and this one I find very, very interesting. And if anybody has this phobia. I would I would like to hear more about it because I mean if you have a phobia of having phobias then now you have a phobia and oh my god it's phobiaception it's phobiaception like how do you deal with the phobia of phobias which makes you actually have a phobia wow. and it's like it's <laughs> yes, Mind and exploding. Them. Like this is probably the most interesting one on my list mm-hmm. that boggles my mind. That I would just, I would love to know more about, and yeah. would love to know how somebody with this phobia deals with it. I just don't know. Me neither. Okay, my next one is jellyophobia. And that is the fear of laughter. I definitely knew it was not the fear of jelly. No, because it's not. It's spelled G-E-L. Okay. Jellyophobia. Jellyophobia. Um, people with the fear of laughter, not to be confused with gel- gelatophobia, gelotophobia, which is the fear of being laughed at, might hate chuckling or the sound of others' giggles if they have one of these phobias. Some just feel slightly uncomfortable, but others could start to hyperventilate. Hmm. That's see that's that's a phobia that I, I couldn't have because I love to laugh. Mm-hmm. Like laughter is like we sit here and the kids when the kids giggle, I love it. Like it makes us giggle listening to the kids giggle. Like I could not imagine being afraid of laughter. Like laughter makes the world go round. Yes. I know that's not the saying, but I'm going with it. It's like laughter is the best medicine. Also that, yes. And I'm pretty sure that is the saying. Yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. Just nope. laughter. I don't get it. Interesting, though. 
No, is it other people laughing or is it no. them laughing also? Like, it doesn't. It just says they might hate chuckling or the sound of others' giggles. Oh, okay. So I'm assuming because I know some people like don't See, like their own. You keep asking that question. Laugh. You keep asking that question. Like, is it like can I have a beard or can every? No, if it's a fear of laughter, then you don't like any laughter at all. It's you're afraid of okay. laughter. So stop asking me that question. Don't yell at me. Don't yell at me in public. <laughs> um, did okay. We're not in public, and my voice didn't raise. So <clears throat> we're only two, joking, guys. Yes. Two points, Kim. Zero points, Jay. Okay, so my next ball, I already did this phobia because you had it on your list. This next one is ergophobia. It is an abnormal and persistent fear of work. Got it. (laughs) Same. (laughs) Or a fear or fear of finding employment. It may be considered a form of social phobia or performance anxiety. Hmm. Now, that's got to be a tough one because, I mean, it would suck. I mean, I get it if you're not able to work, but, like, just having the fear of working, like, what causes you not wanting to, well, social or performance anxiety? But, I mean, I couldn't imagine, like, like you need to work to pay your bills, uh-huh. to have, like, yep. you know, enjoy, like, buy things. Yep. And, like, not being able to do that because you're scared of it. I mean, that's. That Maybe was for a very limited one. life. Exactly. Very yes. limited. Yes. That's. Mm-mm. Okay. So, my next one is Cathosophobia. Cathosophobia. I'm scared of catheters. Cathosophobia. Is the fear of sitting down. I ain't got that one. Ain't got that one the slightest bit. It says, while you look forward to sinking into a comfy chair after a long day, some people experience the fear of sitting down. While phobias can sometimes severely disrupt daily life, there's something to be said for not sitting for long periods of time. Harvard Medical School expert, experts warn about the dangers of prolonged sitting, stating that habitual inactivity raises risk for obesity, diabetes, cardiovascular disease, deep vein thrombosis, and metabolic syndrome. So what they're saying is some people who have the fear of sitting down <clears throat> could actually have that fear because they're afraid of all of Getting these. Getting these symptoms yes. or diagnoses. Yep. That's, what, that's how I read it. Diagnoses. That's how I read it. So, understandable. I get it. Yeah, I get it. But I thought it was interesting hmm. either way. Well, I almost had the fear of sitting once. But it just turned out I had a dislocated tailbone. Ow. Yeah. I really thought that was a joke coming up. Oh, or like no. a pun. No, no, I thought you were like getting ready to Oh, no. So, pun like, me. long story short, it, not that it's dislocated, but for some reason, my tailbone, it can, like, just... Pop out of place. Randomly. Oh, it's it's weird. And the doctor said they never saw anything like it. But anyway, I come home from work one day, and I go to sit down in the chair. And as soon as I sat down in the chair, I immediately jumped up out of the chair because it literally felt like I sat on a knife. Oh God! And I I kept looking at the chair, thinking it was like a pin or something on the chair, and couldn't find. And I was like, it freaked me out. So oh, I go, yeah. I went over to the couch to sit on the couch and. The same thing happened, and it. So anyway, after about 
a day of not being able to sit, you know, I went to the doctor, got an x-ray, they found out what was going on, fixed everything, but, like, I legit, I, I couldn't sit down and was hoping, like, this didn't lead me to having a fear of sitting so down. So you had a touch of cathisophobia for, like, a day? For about 48 hours, yeah. How do they fix it? <laughs> we'll talk about that when the camera <laughs> stops rolling. <laughs> All right. Looking forward to it. Yep. <laughs> All right. Next up on my list. Yeah. <laughs> is Chloe phobia. Go ahead and take a guess at what that is. Chloe phobia? Chloe phobia. It's, I don't have a clue. <laughs> it's the fear of the Kardashians. No, I'm kidding. Chloe phobia is a fear of newspapers. Wow, okay. And an example that I found was there's a woman who had developed a fear of newspapers after watching her mother repeatedly repeatedly hit her father over the head with one. <laughs> okay. <laughs> he probably deserved it for one. Oh, yeah, probably. <clears throat> but I guess it it has, like, something that, like, you know, um, a traumatic event or something yes. that you had witnessed take place or something that happened. Mm-hmm. Which I guess caused the fear, and she has a phobia of newspapers now. Okay. All because her father got that ass beat with a newspaper. Well, she should have behaved himself. <coughs> My next one is neophobia. Neophobia. Guess what it means. Do you have it on your list? Are you trying to cheat? No. Okay. No, I only have one more. I'm down to my last one on my list okay. after this. But neophobia? Neophobia. I don't know. It's... it's the fear of new things and experiences. Neophobiacs feel anxious about new life experiences. For example, a departure from their cereal eating breakfast routine may be bothersome. Another fear- fearful feeling may involve meeting friends at a different coffee shop instead of their usual corner cafe. New experiences, no matter how large or small, can create serious fear and anxiety. So what I'll say about this one, I don't, I won't say I'm a neophobiac, but I will say I am not a fan of change. So like when, like when my like morning routine gets messed up, it kind of has the ability to throw off my entire day. So like when you're, when you stay home, like when you stay in bed, in bed a little extra Mm -hmm. and like you're interfering in my morning routine of me getting up and doing what I do in the morning, like it, it puts me a little bit on edge because like. It, it to me, and it's not necessarily true, but in my head, it has the ability to throw off my whole day and like put me out of whack for the day. So like, I'm trying to be calm about you being in my way when I'm trying to get ready. Even though I'm just laying in bed. No, because I know you're gonna get up and like have to be in the bathroom when I have to be in the bathroom, and like it just messes me all up. Oh, okay. So like, it sets me a little on edge because you're messing with my routine. But, I mean, we're married, so you give some, you lose some. True. You give some, you take some, whatever. True. So, I just take that loss pretty much every morning now. (laughs) So, last up on my list is Torophobia. Is that the fear of bulls? No. See, this is what I mean. Whatever (laughs) the phobia, first part of phobia is, is nothing like you would imagine. Torophobia is the fear of cheese. Oh. 
This sort of phobia is usually caused by a traumatic childhood memory. And there was an excerpt on there of a woman with a lifelong terror of cheese. And she believes that it happened when she had a bad experience eating string cheese for the very first time. She got nauseous and started to vomit. And ever since then, she has had a fear of cheese. Well, in that case, then I have a fear of Taco Bell. Because when I was a freshman in high school, my mom picked me up from school early. We went to Taco Bell for lunch. And then I threw up for like two or three days after that. And to this day, I will not go to Taco Bell. So you have Taco Bellophobia. I have Taco Bellophobia. Wow. Well, no, I wouldn't have Taco Bellophobia because clearly it's not going to be Taco Bellophobia because they don't sound, the phobias don't sound like anything like they should. So it wouldn't be Taco Bellophobia. They would just make up a. A whole new word. Iglulophobia. Yeah. You have yeah. iglulophobia. That's the, the fear, fear of Taco, Taco Bell. Bell. Yes. I have We made that. our own phobia. Sure did. That's probably a real phobia, and I'll have to look it up now because I'm yeah. curious. Mm-hmm. You just kind of pulled that one out of your ass real I quick. Did. You had to have seen it somewhere. No, I didn't. You may have subconsciously stored it in your brain. We'll talk about that later, too. We got two things to talk about later. When the, <laughs> when the cameras stop rolling. All right. My last one. Is diapnophobia, diapnophobia, which is the fear of dinner conversations. Really? While many people suffer from a general form of social anxiety, me, diapnophobia takes a rather more specific twist and is restricted to a fear of carrying on a conversation while eating. Although this can cause discomfort and awkwardness for dinner party guests, it seems that diapnophobics could be onto something as remaining silent while eating can actually help benefit digestion. Now, I will say, and this again goes back to that whole having a problem swallowing thing, I cannot talk, and it's rude to talk with food in your mouth to begin with. True. But I get yelled at for it all the time. Even if I could, like even if it wasn't rude, I can't do it because then I'm losing, like, because I have to, Every time I eat, I have to really think about what I'm doing. Like I have to, it's a, it's a process. I have to chew and I have to like make sure I'm ready to swallow whatever food I've just chewed up. So like it's a process every single time I take a bite of food. So if I were to talk while having food in my mouth, I'm distracting myself from the process that I'm going Mm -hmm. through and could risk choking again and then going through that all over again. And I'm not down with that. So not only is it um, a rude, you know, a rude thing to do, it's also a safety thing. Like, because you're not, you know, you could just say something and breathe wrong and then food go flying down your throat. But this, this isn't just about that. It's not just about like talking with food in your mouth, but it's also about like this phobia is legit dinner conversation. So not just talking while you're eating, but like, Talking during the meal. Yeah. Kind of fear of that kind of conversation, which I don't understand that one, but I do understand the not being able to talk with food in your mouth. They always say if you're talking while you're eating, then the food must not be that good. That's an old Italian thing, I believe. I don't know. Never heard that, but okay. I believe Mm. you. So I learned a lot tonight. So did I. That's why I like doing these podcasts. And while you were just explaining your last phobia, I was looking up. And there is no igluophobia, so, so I wonder is. if we can patent that mm-hmm. as the fear of Taco Bell. Because I will be the first person to have it. 
Yeah. So I'm the first igluophobiac. You are. Awesome. This is trademarked. Yeah, you can't steal it. It's you ours. You can't steal igluophobia. Nope. Mm-mm. It's ours. I-G-L-O-O-A-phobia. Igluophobia. <laughs> fear of Taco Bell. And then the fear of igloos would be Taco Bellophobia. Yeah, right? <laughs> so now we, we've done two. Good Lord. All right. Um, well, that, like I said, I learned a lot. I like doing podcasts like this where I actually learn things. Same. Because, like, when I do, when we do the movies, I know already, I'm like, like a freaking computer, so I already know those things. The true crime, I learned stuff too, but these things are like learning, like real learning. I mean, and there are literally hundreds of phobias that, I mean, we just, I wouldn't have had time to even look through all of them. Mm-mm. But the ones that I looked through, I thought were very interesting. Which and is why we had them on our list. Even other ones that didn't make the list, these were just some that I found very more interesting than others. Agreed. All right. So, yeah, that's it. That's uh, our phobia list. Yep. Um, if you guys have any phobias that I we- was just going to say, we're not going to ask you to let us know if you have phobias because that's not really a thing well, people want to throw out there. You know what I'm saying? What I was going to say, if you do and you'd like to share your experiences with us or your phobia, just so we can better our knowledge about them. I wouldn't mind hearing about them. Oh, definitely. Whatever y'all want to tell us, we're always down to hear, but I don't feel like we are saying... Yeah, you're not obligated. Yeah, don't feel like we're saying, okay, well, whatever you're afraid of, we want to know. Tell us now. Like, we're not not saying that at all, but we're... We would love to learn more, I guess. Yeah. I always like to learn. Me too. 37 years old. I'm always learning. I'm not going to state my age on live. He's 41. Oh, Jesus. You didn't think I was going to do that? I know you are. (laughs) So anyways, that was tonight's podcast and as always we hope you enjoyed it and again as always we can be reached in the facebook group not your normal horror podcast we have the instagram not your normal horror and the gmail not your normal horror podcast at gmail.com i really have to shorten that you do i need to uh until next time hope you enjoyed and we'll talk to you later Bye. Bye.